Hello friends, welcome to the After Hours Lounge. Welcome back if you are a regular listener. My name is Sandy, I am your host. Um, and this is an episode I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, regular listeners will know this is a big subject for me, as it's something that I'm suffering with myself. Um, but also it's a huge subject that many men struggle with all around the world. And for some reason it is still so taboo to talk about. Um, and is still something that I think maybe isn't isn't uh, taken seriously, and that is hair loss. Uh, Two thirds of men will experience hair loss before the age of thirty-five. Yet for some reason, uh, being bald is still weird um, and something to kind of laugh at and 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 everything like that. Even though it's such a normal part of life, um, and that is the focus of this conversation uh, with the bald bastard, aka. Tom. Uh, Tom uh, runs a, an Instagram page and a Discord community uh, called The Bald Bastard where he creates memes um, and kind of just pokes fun at the hair loss industry. Um, has a bit of a laugh about it and tries to normalise the conversation. I've been following him for quite a while. We've been talking behind the scenes for quite a while about doing a podcast but he's been uh, he's been away and has been busy. Everything like that. But finally we managed to get together Um for a bit and have a bit of a chat and that is this conversation that you're about to hear um it's just great to talk to someone else who's been through it tom started going bald at 16 so I had to deal with it throughout uh high school as well um which i can't imagine how difficult that is because people are horrible when they're at high school um so yeah we talked about that his own personal story with with hair loss why it is so taboo um the how it how it does make you feel why it does make men so unconfident um, and how we can remedy that, how you can uh, realise that you are so much more than the number of follicles on your head. Um, and also, members of the opposite sex, girls, actually give way less of a shit than we think they do. Um, if that, that is what a lot of people, men worry about, is that suddenly, uh, you know, girls aren't going to fancy them. Um, and ultimately, that's, that's just not true. Uh, I think men care more about it way more than, uh, than women do. Um, so we talked about all that stuff. As I said, it's been a conversation I've been wanting to have for a long time. In a couple of my solo episodes, I've mentioned it, especially when we talk about self-confidence. It's a real big thing for me. But to actually sit down and have a, a full podcast episode um, with a guest who is very versed in this subject was really interesting um, and really great. And I really hope uh, that anyone listening, I hope you can get something out of it. Be aware if if you're a girl if you're not going bold anything like that you can still take a lot away from this conversation there's a lot of talk about self-confidence uh, self-acceptance you know learning to realize that your little flaws don't define you um, so please don't feel like this is only for men losing their hair but likewise you probably know a man who is losing their hair or a woman as well you know this isn't something that just affects men um but if you know someone that is losing their hair send this podcast on to them because there's definitely a bit of wisdom in here um, that I'm sure that they will um, they will appreciate. Uh, so without further ado, please do enjoy my conversation with the bold bastard. So you say you, you've been thinking about starting a podcast then, you said? I have been thinking about starting a podcast um, for lots of reasons. It, it, it feels like it's something that I would, I would be good at. I really enjoy talking to people. Um, I like hearing other people's stories. Um, I would say that for most of my life, I've also been uh, quite a big introvert. Right. Um, and I would also call myself an introvert right now that tries very hard to be an extrovert. So it feels like it's good practice. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't do stuff that scares you, then you're never going to get good at it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think the funny thing with podcasting it or uh, from, from my experience, obviously I'm, I've, I've been doing it. I've been doing it for a couple of years now, this podcast. And like the funny, the funny thing a lot of people say to me is, it, there always seemed to be this myth that it's really complicated and it's not yeah. at all. It's really yeah. not complicated. It's you, you do, I, I didn't even have a mic for the first year I was doing it. I just talked into my laptop <laughs> and it worked. And it was only when one what? person was like, oh, uh, I think I think you should get a mic. They were like, the content's good, but I reckon people want to hear it better and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, then. 
Um, yeah, you know, yeah. That, but... Put a bit of money into it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, where did you sort of, um when you started it, sorry, I don't know how long you've been doing it. How, how long have you been doing this for? Uh, I I did the my first episode ever came out in December 2019. Okay, cool. So quite a while then. Yeah, Where, just, yeah. when you sort of sat down beforehand and you said, "Okay, I want to do a podcast." Did you have any idea of what it would become today? Uh, no, not 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 in the slightest. As I always say, this is a this is a side hustle or a hobby that got very out of hand, mate. It, it right. was, <laughs> basically, I. The funny thing is, a lot of people think I want to do a podcast. Then they think, what do I want to do it about? I came at it from the other side of I knew I wanted to do something about mental health mm-hmm. because I'd have right. my own my own real bad experience um, with it. And and for for about pretty much the whole of 2019, I was thinking, what can I do in the mental health space? I was like, do I try and start a I was thinking of like almost like a, like a clothing website, but just for men. And it's a space mm. where men can talk as well and stuff like that. And I, and then and then I started getting into podcasts myself and I kind of put two and two together. And um, obviously, you know, Tom, we don't know much about each other, but those listening, uh, you know, my regular listeners may know quite well. I, I've got quite uh, a big history in, in windsurfing and I was an instructor for many mm-hmm. years. So I've always been very comfortable talking to people. So yeah. I I, I kind of just married that together, but it's quite odd. Most people I talked to knew they wanted a podcast, but didn't know what to do it about. But I came from the other way of like, I know exactly what I want this to be right. about. And then I settled on podcast as the, the, the kind of medium to do it in, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, and I think I that's think the way to go about it. You know, I think, I think I'm stuck in the middle a little bit. I know what I would want to do it about. Obviously, the bald bastard is all about losing your hair and coming to terms with that and dealing with it in healthy ways. Yeah. Um, so in a sense, it would be about hair loss and mental health. But, you know, I do the memes because at my core, I fucking love pop culture yeah. and I love movies and I love TV and I love video games and I love being able to express myself yeah. through that. So I'm sort of... I'm. I'm in this constant tug of war of, you know, do I do something similar to what, you know, what Bull Cafe does, where he sort of sits people down, talks about their experience um, and the transformation process of, of losing your hair? Or, <laughs> or do I come from exactly the opposite side and just chat about anything, you know, films, TV, losing your hair? How do I marry those two things together? Well, the funny, like the funny, I mean, let, let, let's get straight into it. Like the, the, the main, I said before we hit record, one of the reasons I'm so excited to talk to you is because I, I've always talked about my hair loss quite openly, uh, both on my Instagram and on the podcast. And it, it's been a subject on quite a few episodes. You know, more recently, I had a guy called Ian on who, who, who um, he, he had actually recently got a hair transplant. So we had a discussion about that and, and how that yeah. went and, Obviously, what you know, once a month I go and look on all the websites and go, oh, maybe I'll just do it. And then I go, actually, I could do so much more with six grand. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and I know, I know you have extremely strong views about that. And and like you said, you're very much an advocate for acceptance and realizing it's okay and and bringing that confidence up um, rather than absolutely worrying about doing something about it. But where? Um, where where did I mean you potentially you've kind of just answered this question I suppose but at what point did, were you like oh I've lost my hair a lot of men are also having a shit time with this I- I'm gonna start something and what at what point did you start making the me obviously you've said you're a lover was, of pop culture but where did that yeah. all start It was I mean the whole the whole process was 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 really long because um, I I started losing my hair when I was sixteen whoa. Um, and that was um, that was that was yeah, what, really early, yeah, what, <laughs> really fun. You know, I was, was still like? in school. I was I was I was doing my A levels. Right. I literally just started doing my A levels. I had moved to a new school for my A levels, and I'd say within two or three months, I realized that my hair was falling out in the shower, and it was very realistically, you know, this isn't like a seasonal hair shed or anything. This is me actually losing my hair. Wow. Um, and that just, that changed everything overnight. I became so hyper aware of, of the way that I look, um, what I should look like, 
uh, hyper aware of, of everybody, me thinking that everybody's looking at me at all yeah. times. Um, and if, if, if you want to get into that whole story, we can. But when I decided to start making the memes, it was actually, it was a while after I had just decided to think, fuck it, I'm going to shave my head. I did that in 2018, I would say. And how, then, old you, how old are you now, Tom? Sorry, just to give a bit of context. I'm 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 25 now, so okay. I shaved my head when I was 21. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think. Wow. It, I, yeah, yeah. Just about to turn 22. Right. Um. So, and that still felt that still felt really young to me. Like 21 and being completely bald yeah. is not something that um a lot of people do. No. Um. I am extremely glad I did it now because. A, it brought my confidence back slowly, not not immediately. Um, but also, secondly, it it has sort of become like my calling card. You know, it's what it's what people recognised yeah. me for when I was in university. It's like, oh, it's Tom. He's he's the bald guy, right? Um, yeah. So in in t- in terms of when I started doing the memes, it was probably about a year after I decided to shave my head. Um, I, I, I shaved my head when I moved to, to Los Angeles for a year. So I was like, this is a new start, um, new university. Uh, you know, I can really clean slate, basically. Um, and so I shaved my hair off. It was a great two weeks of confidence. Like, you know, I'm no longer looking in the mirror all the time or looking in my phone and thinking, oh, God, my hairline looks terrible in this picture. Um, it was so liberating for about two weeks. Yeah. Um, and then that sort of wore off and the insecurity sort of came back. And I was thinking, oh, what if my head looks too big? You know, what if girls don't like bald guys or this kind of these stupid narratives that, that you um, that you box yourself into in your head? Um, so I think a year went by, maybe a year and a half. And it was right before COVID hit. I decided, and I was sort of, there were lots of other things going on in my life. Like I didn't really know what I wanted to do uh, career-wise or any of that. Oh God, my lights have just gone off. Oh. <laughs> um, and and I, I loved doing things like um, improv comedy at university and making people laugh. And oh, cool. I, I just decided like, I'm going to meld these two things that uh, that I have knowledge of together. So the comedy side and also the knowing, you know, you know, when you start losing your hair, you do a lot of research on things oh. like finasteride yeah. and all that stuff. Like you really go down the rabbit hole. So I was like, I know a lot about, about losing my hair and I know, and I love making people laugh. So I'm just going to meld those two things together. But I'd never really seen, you know, anyone really do anything in terms of bald memes. So I thought, oh, maybe I could be the first to do that. Um, so yeah, and it's, it's just sort of like taken off from there. Yeah, it's, I think, that, oh, oh man, I've got, I've got so much to say on this subject. I'm so stoked we're having this conversation. Like, <laughs> for, firstly, firstly, like everything you've, you've said, you know, m- must resonate with so many people listening to this that, that have lost their hair or are losing their hair because that was one of the things that I actually took from following you with the memes and stuff is I think a lot of men, when they lose their hair, they feel completely alone. They feel like you, you, you feel like I'm yeah. the, I'm the only one going through this horrible thing and I'm going to be looked at as some sort of freak because I don't have the hair mm-hmm. on my head. And that's such yeah. a remarkable way of looking at it. Given that, what do they say? Over two thirds of men will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For some reason, exactly. Yet for some reason, we when it happens to us, we're like, I'm oh, I'm gonna be a freak. I'm a pariah. No one's gonna, you know, no girl, <laughs> no girl is ever gonna want to touch me, and no one's gonna, <laughs> no one's gonna want to be friends with me anymore. Um, I love, yeah. I love. Secondly, I, I love the one, the thing you said about uh, when you were at uni and you kind of started owning it, and it, you became the bold one, and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm the bold one. And, one of the one of uh, not to project what my own story onto it because uh, this is absolutely about you. But the the thing that the biggest thing I've struggled with was when I was younger and, and like I said, you know, I was in the kind of water sports surf surfer guy industry. And that, oh that, my god, do not do not. Are you talking about water and how it ruins your hairline? Yeah, I know well, exactly. Well, there was there was there was that, but I. 
for for the first few years, I um I had this big, beautiful blonde hair, and I was always like, "Oh, yeah. Sa- Sandy looks like a lion," and all this and blah blah. blah. <laughs> and then by the time I was twenty three, I was kind of like, right, you know, twenty twenty two, twenty three. I was like, I can't have long hair anymore. I can't. Yeah, you know, it yeah. can't happen. And then I had, you know um short hair and then i yeah i i must i i shaved my head i've got buzz, i've had a buzz cut since october 2018 um mm-hmm. but yeah that that was the biggest thing for me because for me that formed my identity it was like oh, i'm sandy with the big beautiful blonde hair and yeah. then realizing losing that was such a big thing so it's really interesting for you that on the other side you and, and maybe like you said maybe it was only short-lived but hopefully that's something that's become it, part um, of your identity now though i i Exactly. I the, the whole identity thing is a is a huge part of it. And I think especially not to get wanky about it, but in the world that we live in today, yeah. I think that people put a lot of um, put a lot of themselves into, uh, you know, their characteristics. Yeah. And I would say I did that. I did that with my when I had hair. I wouldn't say that I particularly liked my hair, but I definitely, uh, it definitely formed a very important yeah. part of my identity. You know, when I, when I would go out um, or go to school, you know, I would spend a good half an hour on my hair because it's like, that's what people know me for. What people do, um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. And you want to turn up looking the same every single day. So it is, it's a very jarring experience to, have that carpet pulled out from underneath yeah. you at any age be it 16 be it 25 be it 35 you know if, if you built up that in your head that this is a part of who i am and my identity to have that pulled out from you is 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 kind of terrifying yeah it was terrifying for me absolutely well what was what what were those early years like for you then when you know obviously you said it started happening when you were at school i mean in terms of mental health and things like that at that age you're still trying to figure out who the fuck am i and what, what am i doing yeah was mate i am 25 and i'm still working out what the oh, fuck mate, i want to be i'm, what I'm I 30 do. i'm 30 and i'm yeah. exactly the same i i don't i firmly believe that no one ever really figures it out all we got to do is try and enjoy it along the way but yeah how how did you how did you go about navigating like those kind of years because i and, and also I, I guess you've come to this realization as well coming to the realization that nobody actually notices it as much as no. you do. Uh, the, I, I would say that sometimes they notice and they will give you some shit. I, you know, I was 16 at the end of the day and I, and I had um, yeah. classmates, but that that's just school. That is the bubble of school. You know, you come out of, of high school or a levels and that kind of stuff doesn't really happen in the real world. No. You know, I had mates who had, who had pointed out when we were at lunch or whatever. And, you know, I, I would sort of, my reaction to it was just freezing up, uh, just not to say anything, like not even breathe until, you know, everything had blown over, um, which probably wasn't a good way of dealing with it. No, but-, um, but yeah, so like in terms of, in terms of growing up with it between the age of 16 and 18, it was just freezing up. It was um, finding any excuse to, not be around people um when when i'm having a quote-unquote bad hair day i remember i remember several times um calling into the nurse's office and being like i feel ill can i go home because because my hair is looking bad i'll just say i have a stomach problem or something um the number of times i left school early uh, and didn't stay and spend time with my friends because you know the rain or the wind had ruined my yeah. ruined my hairline. Like it's ridiculous. Now I look back at it, you know, I can't believe how much it sort of ruled my world. Um, and you know, it it can also do that outside of school because I didn't shave until I was twenty one, so I had at least another two, uh, three years where it was still, you know the the number one thing on my mind at all times yeah oh man it's yeah that's amazing it's amazing that you yeah that you've said that as well because it is one of those things you can be you know your mind gets taken off it for a minute and then you see your reflection in the window of a shop or you yeah you know anything like that one one person makes a joke in the pub that isn't meant to offend and that's your night and that's it that is your night ruined yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah and like 
you but you give you give it that power at the end of the day you know you give the the insecurity that power to be able to affect how you feel about it um and that goes for anything not just not oh, just losing your hair i remember um what when you were talking about your your windsurfing um and water i i was going to tell you this story about um i was i was at a, at a pool party one time with my girlfriend right. um with with all of my friends there and i remember we were just sort of sitting around having some beers chatting bantering uh, i was having a great time and then uh, a few of my friends they sort of like start circling me and I'm like, Oh God, here we go. Like something's going to happen. What they were basically trying to do is to pick me up and throw me in the pool. Not, not, not to do with, you know, like my hairline or anything, just as a joke, bants. like yeah, as a yeah, friendly yeah. joke. Yeah. Just like just it. as bands, but they grabbed me and I became a feral beast. I was like, I am not going in that water because everybody's going to see yeah, my yeah, yeah. receding yeah, yeah. hairline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and, it, and so I went crazy and they're like, Tom, what, what, what the fuck? Like, we're just, it's just oh, a joke. Um, but you know, it like, that is, that is the hold that it had on me is I would act so out of character in order to save face. Yeah. I went, I went through a phase of um, before I shaved my head, I would, I would wash my hair about three or four times a day to make it look, yeah. fluffy, make it look fluffy. And, you know, I'd wash it before I went to work. I'd maybe have a shower once I got home before my flatmate got in or whatever. And then I would, if we were doing anything, I'd be like, oh, I just got a quick shower and I'd do it. Mm. And, and I think if anything, I reckon that makes it worse, you know? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Dries absolutely. And, and, and things like that. And yeah, it's even for me, since I like shaved it, I mean, I'll take my hat off now, but you know, like there's not, there's not much left there, but it's just about holding on. I often say my mm. head looks like a, like a kiwi fruit which my girlfriend always, <laughs> shout, always, always shouts at me for but the, the the biggest the biggest comments i've had from from people are it's not the first thing i noticed about you the biggest yeah. thing and and that's always been such a shock to me because it's all for me it's always the first thing i notice on another man i either look and yeah. i go Oh, maybe. Oh, they've got they've got a little bit less hair than me, and they look good. Yeah. Or I notice I call it another, the bald die. Yeah. The bald die. Yeah, yeah. And I look, or I look at another guy, and I go, "Fuck, his hair's epic. I wish I had his hair." You know. Yeah. It's it's really difficult. What? Another thing that I've really struggled with, and again, I, I guess this is just it's just great to to kind of compare this, and 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 you know, guys listening can realize that actually this happens to not just just not just themselves. Um. What's it been like with you, with your friendship group? Are you the only one that has lost your hair? Or now that you've aged a bit are, are, uh, and you're getting mid-20s, are your friends, interesting. are they starting to lose their hair now? And you're like, see? Like how, what's that, that is a what's really that interesting like? question. That is what's a that really like interesting for you? question. So obviously, going board at 16, you are pretty much the first one yeah. that, that it happens to. Um, and I know people now who some of my very close friends they will and i really appreciate the fact that they that they will come up to me and ask me about it and they'll be very open and honest about their feelings and it's 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 really nice it's nice to to feel like you know you can help someone with that especially or that they some in some way sort of like look up to the way that you've dealt with it absolutely but the most satisfying ones oh my god is when i had like my childhood bully come up to me uh right. in a pub one day and he was like hey tom i know i haven't seen you in 10 years but uh i'm losing my hair can you help me out with that and i was like look look mate <laughs> you were a cunt to me as a kid <laughs> but i will give you some advice All no right. problem um but yeah yeah I, I i don't have a lot of friends that are losing their hair i've i've, I've got a few and for some of them it doesn't affect them at all and i absolutely love that I know that my my page is all about shave your head and feel better. That's not really what I'm trying to get at. It's whatever works for you. I have a, a brilliant friend, Elliot, who um, started losing his hair around about the same time as me. Uh, and he still is. And he just rocks that Jack Nicholson look and does not give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, I've got yeah. A, a friend. I, I remember another one of my friends told me about how he's got a friend that does does that as well and just doesn't give a shit. And to me, I'm like, 
I can't, I don't know. For me, that just that immediately just makes me curl up with anxiety just thinking about <laughs> you know going out like that. I'm I'm I very much went down the the hat route, I suppose, because I'm mm-hmm. in to be honest, I always wore yeah. hats anyway because I, I mainly worked in the sun. And then you know, you've got that like extreme sports thing, everyone wears a cap all yeah. the time and things like that. So I was like, Oh, I can I can get away with this. I'll just put a hat on and no one will know. <laughs> so I, I I genuinely and and I'll I'll be pretty open to it. Like I I get real um real anxious before we go uh, if me and my girlfriend are going out and meeting friends anything like that. I get real anxious mm. about uh, if I have to go out without a hat on. Like we're going to a wedding. Oh really? We're going Still? to yeah, mate. We're going to a Damn. wedding on Friday. We're going to a wedding, and yeah. I know I got I can't wear I can't wear a hat to a wedding. Like yeah, there's no yeah, there's yeah. no option, and I'm. I'm nervous, mate. I'm really, I'm really anxious See, about it. And that, it's not, that, it's, it's I'm not, difficult. I'm, I'm not trying to give you, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but that is one of the reasons why I decided I have to deal with this. I, I yeah. cannot live in, 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 in freezing fear yeah. of, of things like that. It's like life is way too short to be worrying about, a wedding that I've got on Wednesday and you know, whether or not I can wear a hat. Yeah. It's just, it's, and I, Oh my God, I actually remember the, 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 the tipping point for me where I decided I have to shave my head is when I, I was in a meeting and I was, and I was sitting there five other people in the room wearing my hat like so. And um, one of them just tears it off my head and the whole room looks around at me and goes, Oh, gasp five second pause and one person says something like oh you look like prince william mate oh, <laughs> i was just like oh my god oh my god i have to, i have to deal with this so I think <laughs> that was I, that, yeah. was, that was my rock bottom that. that 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 was my rock bottom and so i suppose i was scared into um shaving my head for the first time but like it, it I, I i just after a couple of months it just became a part of who i am and yeah. it and I felt instantly better, instantly better after after shaving it off. I was yeah. I wasn't worried about going out. I wasn't worried about having my hair or my my hat torn off my head or anything like that. It was just it was like a different way of breathing. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's I've, I've yeah up the utmost respect for for you for you doing that, mate. I'm I'm I don't know. I I, I feel like I really flip back and forth. And I imagine this happens Mm. to a lot, a lot of other men as well is sometimes they wake up and you go, do you know what? It's some stupid little strands of protein on my head that mean nothing. And actually who who gives a shit? And I have days like that where I go, I don't don't care. I got, I got plenty of other things going for me. People don't mind. And then other days I wake up and I look at myself and I'm like, you look like a fucking thumb. Like who, who, who the fuck are you? And all this. And I, I'm really horrible to myself. I'm really horrible to myself. And then I, I kind of have these, these days or, you know, some, maybe, you know, a few days and then, then I'll be chilled for a week or two. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's difficult, but at the same time, I, 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 I've noticed, I, I've noticed that. And I noticed those kind of thoughts even after I had gone for the full wet shave um as i said i had about a year where i was sort of on the fence about it and to me it it just made me realize that hair loss was wasn't and was never the biggest problem in my life it yeah. was it was it was the one thing i could see and that was really obvious cuz you know it would rule my thoughts at all times every single day mm. but once that was gone and I had those two weeks of feeling great. I still had these thoughts of waking up and, oh, you look like a farm and, you know, you've got the wrong shape head and all that stuff. So for me personally, in my experience, it made me realize that, that my insecurity went so much deeper than just yeah. hair. Yeah. And I'm so glad that, I came to that realization because it has allowed me since then to identify and deal with the things that actually make me feel anxious. I, I I won't lie to you. I I still wake up in the morning, you know, every now and again, look at myself in the mirror and think, Oh, you piece of shit. What do you look like today? Mm. Um, 
but that is more a reflection of my general um just generally like how i treat myself on a day-to-day yeah, basis it's your general issue yeah yeah sight your sight your actual yeah. general psyche rather than rather than pinpointing exactly. it as i've got no hair on my head because i think i think a lot of maybe i'm being a bit you know a bit um general here but i feel like no matter how much hair people have got on each other's heads you know men women everyone everyone wakes up sometimes in the morning and does that to themselves in the mirror yeah. Yeah. you know a, yeah, a lot totally. of a lot of you know even supermodels probably look at themselves and I, I can almost mm. guarantee they do. They look at themselves and go, God, I look like a piece of shit today. You know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like what you said there, I think that's that's so valuable for, for so many people actually realizing, do you know what? All this anxiety and things, whilst I'm looking at it going, oh, it's all because of my hair. Actually, it's there's something else going on there. And you're just blaming it on the fact that you... Yeah. The ba- which, you know. which, which is why I have very strong feelings, as you said, about things like hair transplants and um and finasteride and rogaine because if if you just throw money at a problem you'll never especially hair loss you're never gonna see those those other layers of 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 what of why you're feeling this way you know you could spend 30 grand on a brilliant hair transplant go to istanbul have some cocktails come back and you got a beautiful head of hair but you know, that's not going to solve all your problems at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's get a little bit more into that, because you are you're quite vocal. Um, uh, as you, you've, you've already said, that's not necessarily what you advocate for. It's kind of a bit of fun, but you're very vocal yeah. on your um, on your Instagram page on the bold bastard. You're very vocal about, you know, making fun of people spending a load of money on a hair transplant rather than just learning to accept themselves and, and, and things like that. I mean, did yeah. you did you ever I, I guess it happened so young for you. Maybe you were like, you didn't even, you know, necessarily have the, without being rude, you perhaps didn't have the maturity to be like, well, I'm going to look into transplants and stuff. Or, or did you, was that an oh, avenue? Absolutely. Yeah. Was that an avenue absolutely. you looked at going down when you were, when yeah, that was happening? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm pretty sure within 24 hours of realizing I was losing my hair, I was, I, I was on the forums of, you know, how do I, Sorry, my light's gone out again. I was on the forums of, um, I was on the forums of, you know, how do I get my hair back? What are the solutions? Uh, like, what are the best transplant um, places to go to? Um, but you know, you can't, you can't do stuff like that when you're 16. It's, it's really dangerous. It's, I mean, it's like the pills are dangerous enough now at, at 25, let alone when you're 16 and you're not fully formed as a human being. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, and yeah, I like I I got on Rogaine really quickly when I was was seventeen, and that worked well for about a year, um, and then and it stopped working, and I got to a point where I was like, I either have to get a hair transplant or I have to go on finasteride. Um, the, the transplant seemed a little bit too early because I was seventeen, and at the end of the day, I was going to lose more hair, and there's no point getting a transplant in the front and then everything in the back still going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just, I look like a weirdly, yeah, I don't know, a weirdly. Yeah. Really patchy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I definitely considered all of it. And I think the, I think the day that I realized that I'm probably going to have to shave it off is when I bought a pack of finasteride. Um, and for those that don't know what finasteride is, it's basically a pill that you take every day. Um, and it's 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 pretty effective at regrowing hair um, very very well. It takes a little while, but but it is very effective, and it is it's a long term thing. Um, the downside being the chance that you could never get it up. Yeah, it's and not, you it have stops your it stops other... your dick it stops your dick working basically, or it can yeah yeah it, it can stop your and, dick and and a, and a a list of other um a list of other side effects and 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 i i don't want to come across as if i'm fear-mongering because you you can do your own research on it i i did a lot of it and i don't really do much on it anymore because i'm not considering it but just just the 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 fact that you would roll that dice in the first place is really kind of terrifying for me you know even if it even if it is you know one in 10 men that experience these side effects 
what kind of place do you have to be in mentally to even risk that in the first place? Yeah. Which is yeah. why I give it a lot of shit on the memes. Because um, at the as I said, you know, you can't throw money at a problem and it's not gonna it's not gonna fix everything in your life. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's 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 like putting duct tape on a crack in the wall, isn't it? Yeah. And and expecting yeah. expecting the house to stay up in the, you know, yeah. it's it, it's it's a te- it's potentially a temporary fix. And what what a lot of people, and again, I've done deep dive research into every possible you know, thing there is and stuff. And everything I've read have said maximum you've got with a lot of this stuff after five years, generally they stop working because I guess yeah. you, you get a tolerance or, or whatever. So it, all, all you're doing is essentially borrowing time. Um, mm-hmm. And it's ultimately there is going to come a day where you need to either fork out a significant amount of money for a hair transplant, which also requires maintenance and upkeep every few years. So more yeah. money yeah. yeah. or or you 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 have to you know learn that learn that acceptance but the problem is with that it's so easy for me and you to sit here on a podcast and go yeah guys you've just got to learn to accept it you've just got to learn yeah. to accept it it's so easy uh, not, for us to say that easy. yeah it it's, is it's, it's 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 that that's that's a big thing i struggle with is having been having now been on the side where the grass is greener it is right. so easy for me to just look back and scream at people being like, you should do this too. You should do this too. Yeah, because yeah. It works so well for me. And I need, I, I, I know that I need to put myself more in my shoes where I was five years ago, because I know how difficult uh, but ultimately, it is. Ultimately, I think it's, it's because uh, I often think that with the podcast as well, you know, because I've had my you know bad experiences with with mental health, and I've been I've been you know extremely low before and stuff, and I often sit mm. there going, well, you know, if I could say it to myself, and even these days I'm shit at taking my own advice, but ultimately mm. the way I view it, of if you if you help one person a tenth of the way along the journey, then you've you've succeeded, you've done it, you know, totally, if totally. You, if, even if you, you don't need to help one person help someone fully accept it and go do you know what i'm happy i'm bold i'm great i feel brilliant but if you can help one person go right i'm i'm gonna shave my head and see how i feel you know that's yeah, such that's, that, mate, that's such a massive yeah. step that's such a that, massive step the, the the only thing i really want to do and i i've, I've talked about this with harry from bold cafe the only the only real thing i want to achieve with the memes is to show people that there is another way because to me it was always just a hair transplant for nastride rogaine that those are my options there is no there, it is i cannot be bald at, at in my 20s yeah, yeah, yeah. i like all all i want is to have a bit of market share in you know the how to deal with hair loss and that is just shave your head and see what happens. See yeah. how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't go fully down to the, down to the wire, I suppose. Um, but I, I, when I shaved my head to a buzz cut, which I've had for, it would be four years this year. And I remember yeah. that when I first, when I first did it, I didn't really have much to shave off, to be honest. It was wispy, <laughs> wisp, wispy blonde nonsense, but I shaved it off. And I've still got the selfies I took from the day I did it. I was taking selfies with uh, sending them to my girlfriend on WhatsApp. Every time I went a grade lower, I was like, what do you yeah, think? Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Um, and then, you know, the next, the following week, everyone was, oh, fucking hell, you look different. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, within, within about three or four weeks, that was it. Everyone was like, you know, one of the best things. And he'll, I don't think he'll ever know how much it meant to me. But one of my best mates, Ed, who I lived with at the time, he said to me, probably six months on, something like that. He was like, I don't even remember what you looked like before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and maybe that sounds a bit odd why that meant so much to me. But I was like, this guy's known me since I was 20 years old and I had a gorgeous head of beautiful blonde hair. And we, you know, all this. And he's like, he's not, he doesn't think any less of me because I'd lost my hair or anything like that. Mm. He, he, he just was like, oh, you're, you're just sandy now, but you're just a bit more streamlined, was essentially what he was saying. <laughs> you know, there was no, yeah. there was nothing, there, there was nothing more to it than that. It was, for, for yeah. and uh, as a side note as well, my friend Ed has the thickest hair on any man you've ever met in your life. So he's, for him, this whole issue, industry, everything is like completely unknown to him. He doesn't have a clue. Yeah. He might well be speaking yeah, a different yeah. language. 
And that's yeah. something to note as well, is that a lot of men that don't experience this or aren't experiencing this have no idea about it. And Ed, mm-hmm. so for him to have said that to me, with him having no idea or value of like... The rabbit hole you go down. Yeah. What, yeah. When he said that, it, it did made a, re- made a real difference to me of like, I don't even remember what you looked like before. Because he was just going like, <laughs> well, you're just, you're just Sandy. Like, that's, you're literally it. Whether you've, got, whether you've got big blonde hair or whether you've got a buzz cut, you're, just, you're still Sandy. Uh, I, I, and I think that that stands as a testament to the fact that you are so much more than just what you look like. Well, not yet. Be well, it not, hair, yeah. be, it, be it your facial features. You know, people... Um, I think people value personality and general energy more than they do anything else. Yeah. But we always think it's, we always think it's so much more superficial than it is. We always think oh, it's yeah. about looks. And of course, let's not be naive here. Um, you know, we'll get on to dating in a minute, but, um, you know, mm. let, let's not be naive. Of, of course, looks, you know, in a, to a certain extent do, do play a part in it, but, Ultimately, I think that's what we all learn, especially as we get a little bit older, is that actually, I think the ba- the best word you said there was energy, you know, energy mm-hmm. and something else you advocate for um, that's great. And actually interesting to pick your brains on it is, is that kind of energy and confidence. Confidence is a word you use so much, you know, mm-hmm. um, is actually con- conveying a certain energy. If you walk into a room and you look like you're hiding your head, no one's going to be interested in talking to you. And exactly. that's, the un- yeah. that's the unfortunate thing that I've always said about um, losing, losing my hair. And one of the reasons why I've struggled with it so much is I've always said it's, uh, it's, it's like a lighthouse on top of your head showcasing. How <laughs> you and for me as well, I, which, I'll, which I'll, can I'll, be a good thing as well. Well, it could be. Yeah. I'll, I'll say as well. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm quite tall Tom as well. So I'm, I'm, I've always, I've always kind of stood above everyone else and I've always felt like a bit of a lighthouse. So maybe that's my, my view, but because I'm losing my hair as well, I'm like, Oh God, everyone's looking at me because I've got no hair and things like that, you know, but actually realizing that it doesn't matter. And if everyone is looking at me, I'll just stand tall and stand proud and, and walk in like I own the place. And everyone is good, definitely going to look at me, but they're going to be thinking something completely different than if I walk mm-hmm. in kind of with my chin to my chest and my, you know, head down and trying to, you know, trying to brush whatever hair I've got left over the top or, you know, anything yeah. like that. Yeah, that, yeah, that And uh, what, Sorry, so here's, 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 here's the thing, is when I got on the Rogaine right. and it started working... I was still living in fear of it stop of it stop stopping working. Yeah. You know, I, I I had dealt with the problem, but still at the back of my mind, you know, I would go and spend 10 minutes in the bathroom at the club and be like, oh, is it looking okay? Is it looking okay? Yeah, it looks fine. Oh, I need to do it over this way instead. Yeah. You know, that anxiety yeah. never left, even though I had quote dealt with the problem. Um and I, I don't feel like that would have ever been dealt with if I had just gone on finasteride or a hair transplant. I still, if I was sitting here with some Goldilocks hair, mate, I guarantee you, I would be looking in my little square of a picture in the top of my phone thinking, oh God, does my hair look okay? Yeah. Oh God. But now I don't give a shit. Like we're just having a nice conversation. Yeah. I've got a shiny, shiny ass head in this really bright room. Yeah. I don't care. It's yeah. fine. There's a, um, it was funny the other day because the last, weirdly enough, the last few days I've been a bit paranoid about my hair and I've had some bad days with it, I suppose. And the other day I was, uh, I was driving and I was listening to a podcast and it's, it's a, it's a film podcast I was listening to. Um, and they were, they, they have a listener question every week and the listener question was talking about your top three bold baddies or something like that. And I was like, (laughs) oh, it's funny. funny." You know, they're basically saying, why are are all the baddies in films always bold? Why is that such a stereotype? And it's definitely true. Um, But the woman, the woman on the podcast, uh, a woman called Helen O'Hara, who's awesome. And she was, um, she was like, the thing is with men is they put so much value on their hair and they, they put so much, you know, it's literally is, it's the, the top of the tower for them. And it's it, they put so much, it's on the pedestal and it's so important to them. And she was like, actually hardly any men actually have like good hair. She's like, of course Mm. you've got, you know, you've got your Adam driver and you've got these other guys that have got big, thick, beautiful hair. But she was like, for the, for the, for the most part, most men's hair is actually pretty feeble. 
And actually, a lot of them look much better bowled. And when she said that, I was literally like hitting the hitting the roof of my van. I was stoked. I was like, yes. And it, but it, but actually, I, I think she does make a. I think she does make a good point. Um, and it was also also interesting hearing that opinion from a woman as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Because let's face it, I think that's where a lot of the real confidence issues come from, especially if you're a young. I agree. So yeah, let's, I let's absolutely get, agree. Let's get on to that subject because that this is a this is quite a big one, and that that's kind of you know uh, dating um, and things like that. Uh, I suppose, like what what was that like again? Because it happened to you so early. I, this is purely my own curiosity, so please stop me if I'm being a bit too intrusive. But sure, that's fine. What, what was that like? Um, you know, growing up and having that happen to you that early, just at a time when you're starting to really you know kind of get interested in in in. Uh, in sex and stuff yeah um i would i would say that when it was falling out i was just incapable of maintaining any sort of relationship just because i was so terrified of um not necessarily experiencing rejection but just from getting called out by somebody that i'm interested in because i would figure that is like the absolute the, the final, like, I'm not interested in you at all kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um, so I, I suppose it is rejection then. <laughs> um, yeah. So when I was losing it, uh, I just, I just never tried, never tried ever. You know, I, I would be like, she seems cute, but I've got absolutely no chance. Yeah. You shut, you shut, yourself, you shut yourself down before she could. Uh, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that we do that with everything not just dating in terms of like if i want to go and you know talk to someone or go out with uh go out with the mates at the bar you know i'm just gonna be like no i'm gonna shut myself down because i'm not gonna have a good time um but yeah anyway um when i started the rogaine i got a little bit of that confidence back and i started thinking okay i can um i can start dating again that's when i um i got into a relationship when i was on rogaine um and throughout that relationship that's when it stopped working so and it's really interesting for me to sort of self-reflect on that i turned into sort of a um like making excuses for losing my hair i remember telling my girlfriend at the time oh oh you know like it might come back I'm sorry. Like the doctors say, it might come back, and she's just like, I don't give a shit. Like, gonna, yeah, that's what I was gonna ball. say. What did she say? Yeah, what was, what like was she was like, she was like, I could not give less of a fuck if you're <laughs> bald or if you're not. Like, yeah. stop, stop talking about it. And I, I remember the first time I talked to her, it was like a big sit down moment. I was like, look, I, I really need to talk to you about something because something's happening and you don't know about it. Right. And I was like, I'm losing my hair and I'm worried that you won't like me. And she was like, you're being absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. And I actually, I have a lot of friends now, um, female friends who have boyfriends that are losing their hair um, and they get all of them to follow the bald bastard. So shout out to them. Nice. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, and I talked to them about, about it and they're like, yeah, my boyfriend's really insecure about it. Like he needs to be on Rogaine and everything. And all of them say, I could not give less of a yeah. shit if my boyfriend is going bald at yeah. all. I just want him to be happy and comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's awesome that you've, that's such a, such a similar experience to me. I met, I met my girlfriend who I'm, I'm still with now. We met in 2016. So we've been together for almost mm-hmm. six years. And we met. Out Congratulations! In yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been oh, it's awesome, mate. We we've been uh we met we met in Greece, and I I still had like an, a nice nice head of hair at that point, mm-hmm. but it it had started going the year before that. I tried to grow it long again, and I was like, oh no! A lot of people made comments and stuff. And then one of my best yeah. mates uh up at home in Scotland is a barber. He cut my hair before I went out to Greece that summer, and it looked good. And yeah, you know, it it it, it was yeah. And I, I said to her very early on, like, look, my dad was bold at 22. Mine's already going like this isn't this isn't going to go well. And the first thing she said was like, I think bold guys are really sexy. I don't mind. <laughs> and, that, and that was that was when we 
that was when we were, you know, just kind of getting to know each other and stuff. And then obviously, you know, a year and a half down the line, almost yeah, two years down the line, I suppose, when I when I was really like, well, look, this is really going, I'm going to shave it. She was like, yeah, like literally exactly what you've said. She was like, I don't give a shit. And what's yeah. more, what's more important to me is that you feel good about yourself. And ultimately yeah. you've, you've said this loads as well on the Instagram is that's also what girls find attractive confidence. Yeah. If a man walks yeah. in, like what I said earlier as well, if, if a man walks into a room and holds his head high and looks like he wants to be there and like, he feels like he deserves to be there. That is what's going to make a girl attracted to you. Not how many strands of hair you have on your head. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's really easy to shoot yourself in the foot as well. Um, you know, if you have two guys who are of equal attractiveness and yeah. one of them keeps saying, oh, are you into bald guys? Like, I don't know if you're into bald guys. Like, oh, yeah, like I start losing my hair. And then the other guy's just like, hey, what drink do you like? You know, which one is probably going to get yeah. the date at the end of the day? It's yeah. it's it's the guy who who is comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which at the end, and you can I I believe I believe personally from personal experience that you can only achieve that if you let stuff like hair go. You yeah. know, if that is what is worrying you, you're not going to be able to achieve that level of actual, genuine, true confidence if you're just throwing money at. Propecia or finasteride or a hair transplant. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can achieve that that actual genuine confidence if you yeah. don't deal with your shit. Yeah. Well, you all all you're doing is prolonging prolonging the problem essentially, and if anything, adding fuel to the fire by being like, I'm doing something about it, and it's it's working. I promise yeah. you, it's working. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, one, one, one thing that as well that I think a lot of. Um, I found a lot of bold men do or bolding men is they bring, they, and I do this as well. And, and my girlfriend, Heidi has pointed this out to me many times. And is like, you need to stop doing this is I will always make a joke about it before anyone else has the chance to. Yeah. I still do that. <laughs> yeah. When we get, when we get into a social situation and say we're running into a pub and it's raining and we get in and someone's like, Oh, Oh, my hair is soaking wet and stuff. Well, I, you know, I'll always be like, well, yeah, mine's not, you know, I'll always, I'll always kind of, try and get in there first i suppose and i think it's it's like yeah. a kind of psychological defense mechanism i guess of like if i if i get it out there and make fun of myself first then no one else will yeah. feel the need to do it that's that that's an, that's a really interesting point because i would say that i did that in a defensive way to start with yeah and now i do it just to piss people off because oh, really? i do it so much i i find it absolutely hilarious when ah. it gets to the point where people are like, please, we, we get it. We get it. You're bald. We, you don't have to make the bald jokes every now and again. Um, so you've turned yeah, it into... I, it's it's like, just funny. Yeah. Well, like, like you said, humor is all, you know, humor and comedy and stuff. So you, you've almost turned what was a defense mechanism and is for me into like, I suppose, a strength in a way of yeah, like... Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I've, gone past, I've gone past making fun of myself with this to the point where it's kind of just... I mean, it, it just turned—it's just turned into banter now, you know. Yeah, it, exactly. It has, exactly. Yeah, it's, but yeah. and I—I do—I—I absolutely—I absolutely believe that you know, self-deprecating humor can be very healing. Yeah. You know, just just being able to look at yourself and take the piss out of yourself—it's—it it really helps build those foundations of confidence. Yep. Um. And I also believe, you know, if, if you can make someone laugh, be it through bald memes or, you know, taking the piss out of yourself, there's, there's a grain of truth in it as well. Yeah. And that's what, that is really why I love doing the memes is because if I can get somebody who is lying on their bed, they're anxious about losing their hair, they don't want to go to school tomorrow because they're worried about it. If they can scroll past one of my memes you know, be it self-deprecating or be it about finasteride or, or, or any of these things and make them laugh, that proves to them that there is a grain of truth in the idea that things can be better yeah. and that I don't need to be stuck in this, in this mental box that I put myself in. Yeah. Well, and like you said, or, you know, with, 
that's one of the reasons why I think what you're doing with the bold bastard is so good is because humor gets through to people in a way that nothing else does. Nothing else does. Yeah. You know, you, you, you Sorry, sit- I, don't, I don't mean to blow my own trumpet here, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 mate. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we are at all, but even if we were like, I think, that's something I've been I've been trying to work on recently because I get I always get terrified about coming across as egotistical and stuff like that. And then I did a podcast with a, a kind of a hypnotist therapist guy, a guy called Will. Mm-hmm. And he was like, mate, own your shit. He was like, if you're doing something, if you're doing something cool and you're helping people own it, be like, yeah, I am doing it. You know, mm-hmm. and I suppose it, it's I suppose it's very similar to being like, yeah, I do have no hair. Fuck off. Like, you know, just because I've just because I, you know, and I think that's a that's a huge aspect of confidence as well is like owning your shit, whether it's the good yeah. stuff or the bad stuff taking. I suppose it's different to taking accountability, but actually like owning it and sitting there and going, yeah, I don't have any hair, but I'm but I also but I do this. I don't have any hair, but I've got this thing called the bald bastard where I help a load of men who are losing their hair and mm-hmm. it, it really helps them or. You know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, saying from from your experience. But any anything like that, you know, it's it's important to celebrate your wins because if you don't celebrate, it, no one else is gonna. Do you know what sure. I mean? True, very you know, true. It's, it's it's such a big thing, but yeah, I think that's the the British in us, isn't it? Of like, <laughs> it probably no, is. Yeah. No, no, no. We can't we can't talk about how well we're doing. You know? <laughs> it's it's always difficult. Succeed in silence. Another that that leads me on to actually something that's literally just come into my brain. Um, you you mentioned before we uh started the podcast, your your parents live over in the US. I think you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. you 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 went over to live in LA for a year as well. Um, yeah. Did you did you find any difference in the way uh Americans um I don't I don't want to say like treat bold people because that makes them sound like a d- different you know, makes, <laughs> makes makes oh, I, I suppose I, I'm in that I mean, like you know what I mean did it did you find that you were treated differently in the US compared to the UK at all not not really I and honestly I don't feel like since I have gone fully 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 bold and I've completely embraced it that I I haven't been treated any differently at all the only situations in which people bring up the fact that I don't have any hair is when I have either a made a joke about it and see that I'm comfortable talking about it or I mean that or when I have brought up the the topic of how I started losing my hair in a non-jokey way um I have I have not felt yeah Nobody else like ever bring, nobody else has, ever brings it up, basically. No, never, yeah. never, that's a, never. And that's a and that's a big that's a really big point to make as well. That that just goes to show even further that actually, and 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 this is said with the best possible intentions. People give far less of a shit about other people than as you than yeah. you think. Like people, yeah. you you can sit there and think everyone's looking at me. Everyone's looking at me because I don't have any hair. But actually, no one's looking. Everyone's at me. thinking that themselves to differing degrees. Everyone else is looking. Someone else who you think is looking at me is sitting there going, "Everyone's looking at me because I forgot to do my makeup properly," or "Everyone's yeah. everyone's looking at me because I'm shorter than everyone else." You know, everyone. Yeah. Most of the time, they're not looking at they're not looking at other people, and I suppose in a way that's difficult to take because you're like, well, why bother making any effort? But at the same time, <laughs> it's it's a way it's a way to realize that actually it, we're not we're not all as important as we all think we are. You know, mm-hmm. um, have you read a book called uh, "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck"? I've I've heard about it. I have not yeah, read it Mark, yet. Mark Manson. There's there's a lot of that kind of mindset in that book. I read it. Yeah, it, it I'll really, have to check it out. Yeah, it really helped. It really um, it, yeah, it really made me kind of make peace with a couple of things, um, or, mm-hmm. or slowly start to. Um, so I mean, but before we finish up, um, and this is perhaps a bit of a loaded question. Um, what what would you say? What are your like kind of top not top tips, but big like takeaways that you would say to someone who is really struggling and feeling really anxious about losing the hair. Is there any kind of, you know, little magic words of wisdom that you received or that you kind of thought that, that helped you? Um, personally, the best piece of advice I could give someone from my own experience is just to say that you are not your hair. You are, you are, it does not define you. It doesn't have to be your identity. You are so much more. Yeah. than 
than than the number of follicles on your head. You know, you are you you. I, I don't know you personally, whoever this person is I'm talking to, but I'm sure that you have your own talents and skills that nobody else has. You know, I'm sure that your potential is completely different to so many people and so unique and you don't need to let something like losing your hair waste your time firstly secondly uh sap your mental energy and three it doesn't define you at the end of the day uh the best advice that i think i received was i wouldn't say that it was direct advice i really didn't talk about it Um, So I really didn't consult on advice, but there was a brilliant speech by, oh God, who is it? Who's the, all right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. There was a brilliant speech and you should go and watch this right now if you haven't seen it, um, when he's accepting his Oscar and he talks about who his hero is. Yeah. And his hero, his hero is always himself in five years. Yeah. And I remember when I had that, When I had that pack of finasteride in my hand, um, I could I I had a moment like that where I could see myself in five years. I could see myself with great Goldilocks hair, sitting at a date, but I'm anxious because you know I'm worried about if my hair looks okay and you know if you know all the side effects of finasteride are are breaking me up on the inside. And then I saw five years where I'm bald and maybe I don't give a shit. And that seemed like the better version of me. Awesome. So sort of try and put yourself in your shoes in five years time and ask yourself what you would do now to, to become that ideal five year time. You. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's such a, yeah, that's such a good speech and that's, it's such a good, um, way of way of looking at it, way of framing it in terms of you know hair loss and things like that. Um, yeah, yeah, mate. Well, mate, this this has been everything that I wanted it to be. Um, I hope that anyone listening has taken something away from it. Uh, but before we finish, I've usually got a few questions that I that I ask. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I as I said, the reason this podcast was started, a lot of it was surrounded by you know it it was the whole concept of the after hours lounges. Eventually, I want it to be a physical place, and it's essentially going to be a bar where okay. And, awesome. and the aim the aim was the aim was it's men men used to finish work and they'd all go to the pub and sit with each other and chat shit and they they just talked about <laughs> stuff. And now and now whether it's because pints are too expensive or, you know, anything or COVID even the last couple of years, but men don't go finish work and go and sit in the pub together anymore and talk about mm. stuff. And I think that's a reason why men struggle so much is because we don't all just sit and talk to each other anymore. I, um, I agree. I agree. So uh, part of it was that. And then a lot of it around that was, was drinking and stuff like that. But actually I don't really drink anymore. So I've kind of, I've kind of moved away from that. But one question that I do always ask that I know you're going to give some great answers to, because I know you're, like you said, a pop culture fan is what have you been watching recently? Talk me through some Ooh. recommendations or let's oh do, I, well, when I, when I was doing lives, I was doing, what have you been, what have you been watching? What have you been reading and what have you been listening to? So let's, let's do that. To finish up. Oh my God. All right, let's do this. I, I am constantly um, rewatching things like community. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but what I've been watching recently is, Dairy Girls, that is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, brilliant show. Uh, never thought that it would be the kind of thing that I pick up, but it's just, it's brilliant. And I'm also getting my, I'm getting my friend, my roommate into Dark, which is a brilliant German series about time travel. I cannot recommend it highly enough. I rave about it all the time on my, yeah, I've um, seen you talk about it on, on, on Instagram. my Instagram. It's so good. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. What I'm reading right now, I'm currently reading, and I've got it with me right here, actually. It's 11.22.63 by Stephen King. Uh, It's the one about the man who goes back in time to prevent the Kennedy assassination, and it is a bloody good book. Nice, mate. Nice. Yeah. Um, In terms of music, oh, God. Uh, I've gotten into a into a fallout boy phase recently actually oh, mate. Oh, i don't know why nice. yeah i like that absolutely I like that. yeah a bit of folio duh a bit of the phoenix yeah um nice. yeah that's awesome i man. love tame impala like i like everything whatever yeah. comes on my shuffle i guess yeah yeah yeah. 
Mate, they're but all all solid, solid answers, mate. Solid answers. Thank you, Sandy, and um, thank you so much for uh, for having me. It's I know it's been a long time coming, but I've really enjoyed this. No, it's been it's been a pleasure, mate. And like I said, I, I think it's I think it's going to provide so much value. Like I said, if if I could, I really hope so. If I could have had a podcast like this to listen to, um, I feel I feel like it would it would help me, and I'm sure I'm sure I'm going to find myself over the coming weeks thinking about this conversation. Um, quickly before we go, where if yeah. anyone's wondering where can where can people find you? Where can people uh, listen to the Bald Bastard? You can find me on Instagram right now uh, at the Bald Bastard. That's all one word. Um, and I also have a Discord community that I am looking to uh, start really building up over the next couple of months. So those are the only two places you can find me at the moment. But yeah, we'll see uh, if we branch out from there. But for right now, Instagram. Nice. Yeah. Anyone listening as well, you, you'll be able to find the links in the in the show notes on, on Spotify and Apple as well. Uh, you can also find me uh, at the After Hours Lounge on Instagram, guys. If you like the podcast, like what I'm doing, you can go to the link in my bio. And from there, you can buy me a beer because I say all this talking is thirsty work. But if you don't want to do that, a like, a share, uh, anything like that goes so much further than people would think. Please leave a rating and a review. Uh, I'm still hunting the person who left me a one-star review on Apple Podcasts. One day I will find you. Um, but yeah, until then... Sorry, that, guys, that was uh, me. Yeah, it was you, you fucker. Until then, uh, <laughs> until then thank you very much to uh, Tom, a.k.a. The Bald Bastard, for coming on. Um, thank you very much, guys, for listening, and we will see you for the next one.